Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, I'm back in studio. I'm back. You're here, dude. It's for the playoffs, dude. Had to be here live and in person. It's good to be here. It's good to see the the podcast studio has not changed a bit. It's as beautiful as ever, dude. Always. And it's a pleasure to see you face-to-face. Good to see you too, dude. Now we won't have those like you know awkward pauses and us talking over each other like we occasionally do on the Skype broadcasts. Not that anyone noticed until now. Now they're all going to go go back and listen to them and... Notice all of our egregious errors. Sorry, dude. I was just doing an awkward pause. <laughs> oh, is that what we were going for? <laughs> hey, oh, dude, it's playoff time, and we know who we're playing now, and we are playing, drumroll, please. Those stupid Kings. Yeah. We're playing the LA Kings again. Again, dude, starting in LA sometime next week. The Kings. And I'll tell you, this is the matchup that I wanted out of the two, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but uh, I think it's going to be okay, dude. I think this is going to be okay. You might have to talk me down from the ledge, dude. Okay. I know us, and I know we've gotten comments already on Periscope that people might need to be talked down from the ledge. There's been, you know, there's some... The historic collapse of, of two years ago is still very much in the forefront of my mind. Let's put it that way. Sure. Well, this is not the same team. It's not the same coach. And I think that the way the Sharks are playing and the way the Sharks have handled the Kings this year, Sharks, I give them the advantage in this series, and we'll talk about why. Dude, before we get fully into the playoffs, let's talk a little bit about the last bit of the regular season and uh, some, Must of, we? some of the controversies uh, contained therein, which I, the one main controversy I think has now finally been put to bed because of last night's game. So let's, let's start there, dude. Um, Dude, the Sharks didn't end up that badly, although they dropped that game to Winnipeg, which was very disappointing. Having the the winning goal, what, 10 seconds left? Nine and change left in the game. Uh, Winnipeg wins that game. But the Sharks do win uh, at home, finally, uh, against Arizona on fan appreciation night. And I think the controversy that I'm talking about is Martin Jones in net, shutout versus Arizona, he made only 20 saves, but kept the Sharks in it and managed to pick up the win and I think put to bed any idea that James Reimer was going to start in net for the Sharks, dude. Yeah, I, I don't think it was ever a controversy in my mind. I think Reimer's played well, but Jones is third in the NHL in wins, dude. Mm-hmm. He's third in the NHL in wins, but 37. I mean, you... You, you traded a first-round pick to get this guy. Right. The franchise was not going to bench him in his first attempt at the Stanley Cup playoffs. That is why they traded for him. Right. So I a might... move like that would have been damaging to Doug Wilson, damaging to Martin Jones right. uh, for now and for the future. you got to give him a chance. I mean, that's why yeah. he's here. You brought him here to be uh, the difference maker. And is he capable of doing that? I don't know. We're about to find out. Yeah. But 
But to take it away from him for James Reimer, who has played very well, dude, but James yes. Reimer has no history of success right. under the spotlight. I think I think people need to remember that Reimer had several opportunities to take the starting job in Toronto and was unable to capitalize on any of them. I think he was the front runner in at least two or three training camps and he just couldn't hold on to the job. That doesn't mean he hasn't had a good year this year. That doesn't mean that uh, I will be uh, terribly upset if he has to come in in relief for some reason. But let's let's remember, Reimer did play before this season. <laughs> and, right. and playing in front of a much better defense than the Sharks, I can understand. It would sort of be like, wow, this is awful nice. I'm not getting completely shelled and all the shots aren't coming from six feet away. But, uh, but, but you're right. I, I think Martin Jones has definitely earned the job. And I think Kevin Kurz sort of said it best a couple games ago where he's like, just just stop. Just stop with all that. The only thing where you might even entertain the fact that Reimer might do something in the playoffs or start a game in the playoffs is if Jones had some massively epic collapse the last two games, couldn't save anything, fell on his back, got hurt, something. And he did it. He played well in the final game of the season. I think he's ready and very willing to go against his old team. I think there might even be some extra motivation there for him to you know show things and and to beat Jonathan Quick the guy he couldn't supplant as the starter for the Los Angeles Kings absolutely I think as we're going into the playoffs and we can maybe jump in now to this matchup dude now it's been settled the Ducks beat Washington Washington did not start uh Holtby tonight you know they just went uh no, I mean they didn't. I don't think they tanked the game. They did not play Ovechkin, uh, so I guess they tanked it. Too. Uh, they didn't care. They got nothing left to play for. So the Ducks, you know, win that game. They win the number one seed. I feel confident of the Sharks against either of these teams, dude. Um, but uh, against the Kings, I do think it is the better matchup. Um, what were the sh- the Sharks were? The Sharks were three one and one versus yeah, the Kings. Right. Um, Jonathan Quick was zero and three. Versus the Sharks this year, 4.40 goals allowed and right. an 8.45 save percentage. So I know Quick is a beast in the playoffs. He's a beast. We know that. But his history against the Sharks this year is not good. Not good at all. So the Sharks, I don't think, are going to be going into the series with Quick in their head. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that the Sharks might be in Quick's head a little bit. Um, when you look at how the Sharks match up, against the Kings, uh, special teams-wise. Uh, the Sharks have uh, the third-best power play. The Kings have the eighth-best power play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Sharks have an 81.4% PK. I'm oh, sorry, the Kings have an 81.4% PK. The Sharks have an 80.5% PK. So I would say that the special teams kind of even themselves out a it's, little bit. It's pretty close. It's pretty close, dude. It's pretty close. The Sharks uh, had 150 even strength goals. The Kings had 141. Uh, and the Kings allowed 13 fewer even strength goals than the Sharks. So uh, Kings plus 20 even strength. Sharks plus 16. I mean, yeah. so pretty close, right? Uh, here are some things that I think are difference makers. No Marion Gabrick, dude. Gabrick okay. is out for this series. They're pretty pretty quiet about it, but I did some research on some Kings blogs and it seems like Gabrick, although he started skating, is not coming back. What's uh, his what's his problem? Um personality flaw. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't remember what's wrong with him, but um but it seems like he's out 
yeah. for right now. And, and maybe they might get him back at the end of the series or for round two. But but he's not going to play in game one from what I've read. They also are missing Alec Martinez, which mm, um, that's a, is that's a bigger important deal. player, a top four defenseman for them. With him being out, they're kind of forced uh, to play Luke Shen in a position that a lot of King fans are not comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you know, you're also putting some pressure on a guy like Rob Scuderi has been on three teams this year mm-hmm. and not exactly going to make any Sharks players afraid. That's you true. know, Rob Scuderi is at the end of what has been a strong career. Yes. But, you know, he's not, you know, a player that the Sharks are going to be afraid of. No Matt Green. Matt Green's been out all year except for three games. And no Jordan Nolan, who's okay. out for the rest of the year. He had back surgery. So those are... Four players that you know Martinez probably likely to play, but no Green, no Gabrick, no Nolan. I mean, those are three players that Sharks fans probably associate with being kind of important parts of what make the Kings good. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting, dude. And and you know we certainly have our own injury question marks with Mark, Mark Edward Vlasic, dude. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds like he's going to be ready to go. That's what they say. I mean, yeah. That's that's the biggest. That's certainly the biggest question. Although. Paul Martin didn't didn't play. That's right. So what was the, I? You know, I didn't catch. They didn't say. They didn't they say. Said, um, just a risk. undisclosed injury. Sounds like he could have played if it was game one of the playoffs. So uh, okay, if you know you got another week. I mean, this this, this shark series is not going to start until Thursday or Friday. Yeah, probably Thursday. That um, why not? I mean, give give him a, a full week of rest. You know, right, there's right. there's no point. Well, dude, I think what what might be worth it is if we run down, you know, of course, the, the Kings are a Pacific Division team. Uh, I know our listeners are very familiar with Los Angeles Kings, but I might run down the, the roster just a little bit sure. and, and with some some highlights here, you know, because, you know, of course, when you're following the Sharks, sometimes you don't have time to follow all the other teams and know really who are the players to watch out for. Of course, the big names are still there. Andre Kopitar still led the Kings in points. He had 25 goals, uh, 49 assists for 74 points. And But uh, I think an additional player that certainly I know we have been watching the past year, but maybe some Sharks fans who haven't been following the Kings quite as closely need to watch out for is the young Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli is the leading goal scorer on the Kings this year, 31 goals. Um, he certainly uh, definitely launched himself into a top six, if not a top line position uh, in the NHL. And you know the year before, he was the up-and-comer, and I think now you can sort of say... He's arrived. Um, sort of another downside, at least from our perspective, is Milan Lucic. We were all hoping to take a huge dump uh, after being traded to the Kings. That did not happen. He had a pretty respectable year with 20 goals and 55 points. So not not great. I'm not particularly excited to be facing Milan Lucic every night. The guy is a total... Uh, Man, it's hard to find a word that sure, I can say on but, the podcast. But, there, but but there's the other side of Lucic too. Whereas he could take dumb penalties. He, he could can, take dumb yeah. penalties, and we've seen it. We right. saw it in the first game where he did not like that he got hit, and he you know went went crazy. Went I mean, nuts. we have yes. uh, one of our listeners here posting that Lucic is a loose cannon. I I agree with that. Right, and I think that you could see. Tommy Wingles make Lucci yes. lose his mind a little bit, you that, know, and, that might be nice. And, and that could work against the Kings actually, if they start taking penalties and put the sharks, uh, on the power play, which is going to be their most dangerous weapon. Right. Right. Uh, certainly we already mentioned Gabrick is out. Um, Dowdy probably will be a Norris finalist, uh, that 
bastard. Um, so he's always something to be uh, concerned with. Um, they do have Vinny LeCavalier, although I know he, he played well against the Sharks in the most previous game. I wouldn't be too concerned about him. And it looks like Dustin Brown has sunk all the way down to 11 goals and only 28 points for the year. So, <laughs> yeah, that makes me happy. Uh, so there's definitely some guys that have faded uh, that I am I'm happy about. But the, the big names are still there, and Tyler Toffoli is sort of the new name to watch. Uh, on the Kings roster, I think. There are some players that have haunted the Sharks in the past. They're not there anymore. Justin Williams is not on this team, dude. That's a big deal. And Justin Williams haunted the Sharks. Just haunted him. He was the player that I think I feared the most because it just seemed like Justin Williams scored at every single opportunity. And every game seven, I think. And he's not there. Uh, yeah. He's not there, dude. And I, I think this Kings team is good, but it is not the same team that that has plagued the sharks in the past and i think we've got a shot dude especially with no gabrick if martinez is banged up no nolan and you know matt green is not a great player but i I would take matt green over rob scuderi Mm -hmm. that all of those things you know and Christopher Stieg hasn't been great since joining the yeah. the the Kings of so five points in fourteen games. I mean, he's been fine. He's been banged up a little bit, so maybe we give him give him a, a break, uh, a tiny bit. But uh, this is not the same team. There are some of the same players, but there are younger players that have taken bigger roles, and there are some veterans that have moved on that have been real problems for 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 the Sharks. And most notably, Justin Williams. Right. Who's now on Washington. Which... Right. And Mike Richards is is in in Washington as well. Right. So, um, and then there's some... Um, the, one of the defensemen is gone, too. Who are we forgetting? Who are we forgetting? <clears throat> Not... I mean, it's Muzzin on the top line. Anyways. And, one, yeah, and, and, and there's a defenseman that's missing from all this as well. Okay, so, okay. Willie Mitchell. Willie Mitchell. Of course. So... Of course. Um... And, Those, Vo- and and Tom said Voinov, of course. Right. Oh, of course, yeah. Voinov, you know, speaking of But prison. he didn't really play did he even really play last season? I, no, but I mean but yeah. but he was part of that. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be team. an up and comer. Right. So but now he's just down and out. Now well, he's just out of the country. Hey-o. He's down and out of the hey-o, country. Hey oh, hey Um so okay, dude. So I think we did a pretty good rundown here of of the first round matchup. And it's not going to be easy. I mean, we're, no, we're, no, 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 no. We're not saying this is going to be easy. I just think that the Sharks have a good chance, dude. I, I, I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel um, discouraged going into this series. I think I expect the Sharks to win this series, dude. Wow. People I, making predictions. Some say Sharks in six, dude. Um, you know, I, I got to say the same thing. I was sort of, uh, I was worried about the Kings. The Kings had been leading the division like the whole year. You know, the Ducks obviously were surprisingly bad for a significant part of the year. And the fact that now the Kings suddenly drop to us doesn't make me feel good. But if I put that in a slightly different frame, which is the Ducks were the team that everybody was expecting to win the Pacific the whole time. And they they had a really hot second half. And so in a way, it's almost better to face the Kings because the Ducks really sort of pulled it together in the last 30 games. And so maybe it'd be better to play a team that wasn't able to hold on to the lead. The Sharks were well out of it, and they got pretty close at the end. So the, it's not like the Kings just tore the league up the last couple months. I, I, I'm talking myself into it. I'm, 
of course, the the loss of the Kings two years ago. Is so in, let me ask you this: as Tom mind. just put up here on Periscope, what if what if the Sharks go up three nothing in this series? Oh God! What what's going to happen? Like how 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 hard will you pucker up? Oh, I will. <laughs> I I'm going to find a big load of coal, and then I'll walk into a room, watch the Sharks game, and I'll come uh, up with a big load of diamonds. Oh my gosh! I mean, like diamonds. I think. As much as that's like the dream scenario, it's also the nightmare, right? Totally. Although we've got someone posting, uh, this is a different Sharks team. And, and I, I do agree with that, you know? And there's a different flavor to this team. Yeah. And you, we're going to find out. I mean, we're going to find out in the next two weeks yeah. if, if there's anything different. Or if it's yeah. just going to be the same old situation. Dude, yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, there was a... There was um, Jumbo was on the JR podcast. Yes, I don't know if you bashing Marlo collectively. No, he surprisingly didn't mention Marlo. God, <laughs> they really uh, you they were really pumping everybody's tires on that show. It was it was a little bit hard to listen to in a way. <laughs> but uh, you know, oh, I love you know JR's. Oh, right. I love you, Joe. You're the uh, greatest friend uh, and all this. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit it was a little bit wearying listening to that. But um, but you know, I think. Uh, you know, Jumbo's obviously his happy-go-lucky self that he always is, but I think that they did point out one thing, which is that I think uh, it's a bit looser this year. I think Peter DeBoer made the team a bit looser. I know they've had more days off. Right. It seems like some of that, there's a little bit less pressure in that way. I mean, there's obviously pressure to win, but it seems like the pressure is is in a different way. Uh, it seems Joe like and his beard seem happier. They do seem ha- I Yes, I think that's true. I think they seem happier. And, um, you know, obviously Pavelski's had another great year. The, the, the one problem I see is, you know, Jumbo and Pavs have been so good this year. I mean, Jumbo's really had just an unbelievable year and people were talking about him for Selkie, him for Hart, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like people were talking about, you know, maybe he deserves some consideration, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think the one sort of Achilles heel for the Sharks is if there, ha- if there is a team that can really put a damper on that top line, and there haven't really been any this year, it's been really, really difficult, then the Sharks could be in some considerable trouble. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if they have very balanced scoring up and down the lineup, but it's just been impossible to stop the Joes. Now, that's true. I mean, but Logan Couture has been playing very well down the stretch. And, you know, him as your third-line center creates... Yeah. An issue that we saw when Pavelski was the third line center for other teams. Like that's a very dangerous person to have playing against the other. I mean, I'll take Logan over Vinny LeCavalier, you know, every day and twice on Sunday. Right. I mean, like no problem. So it'll be interesting to see how DeBoer shakes this out. It'll be interesting to see Jonas Donskoy Mm -hmm. in his first playoff series. I mean, this guy has, you know, quietly been an, a vital difference maker for the Sharks. And and what will he do under the spotlight? What will Tomas Hurdle do under the spotlight for the first time? Mm-hmm. You know, really being able to to carry out what has been, you know, real bounce back season for him in terms of living up to those high expectations before he got hurt. Right. And now, you know, he's he's been delivering on the wing. And can he continue to deliver? Um, can Brent Burns perform at this elite level in the playoffs? Right. The Sharks are very deep. If they could stay injury-free, you know, I feel very good about your blue line. You feel good about Roman Polak, who has been... That's been a good trade. Yeah. 
Uh, Nick Spalling's been solid as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got really an extra forward and maybe even two when Matt Nieto comes back. If he's back, we haven't heard, you know, his broken knuckle, right? If he's coming back. But if, if he's back, then you've really got two players that aren't playing that probably could. Yeah. And you're in a pretty good spot. So if Tierney stumbles, Spalling can come in. You mm-hmm. know, if if someone else stumbles, Carlson stumbles, you can put in Nieto. You know, you've got some options, which is something you're not like you're putting in Michael Haley, you mm-hmm. know, in the playoffs where the Sharks have been in that position in the past. Right. Right. Where they've had to, you know, John Scott or whatever. Right. Or Mike Brown. And you, just, you those aren't the guys that have been successful in, in those kind of positions. Yeah. Dude, what do you want to talk about trophies now, or do we want to leave that till after the season's oh, over? Oh, I think till after the season's over. Dude. Yeah, I mean, even that, though technically trophies are supposed to be based on regular season performance. Yeah, I mean, mm. we can. I don't care. You don't care. Well, let's leave. Let's keep it short. Okay. I, okay. So the, I think the the most likely candidate would be uh, is Burns. I don't think Burns is going to win the Norris, but do you think Burns will be a finalist for the he Norris? He should be. He it's, should be. Yeah. I mean. I think it's going to be hard to, to not... Carlson, Dowdy, and those are got to be the other two, right? Carlson, yeah. Dowdy, I think I mean, are sort I, I'm, of no-brainers. I'm not looking at the stats, dude. I mean, like, I'm trying to pull up the stats here, but I mean, those are the names that pop into my head, you know, unless you want to get the 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 hacker uh, Duncan Keith in there. <laughs> I think that's going to be tough after, after what happened there, but... Uh, <laughs> I I, th- I think you got to look at him. I mean, that's a it's just a dominating offensive season, and the Norris has traditionally been, uh, you know, a pretty uh, pretty much a, an award given to the highest scoring. Yeah, defenseman. I mean, if we're looking at the the highest scores, you've got Carlson with eighty two points. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's insane. And a minus two Burns at seventy five and a minus five. Chris Letang sixty seven and a plus nine. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you probably and Letang only played seventy one games. Right. So, I mean, isn't I mean Letang has got to be in the conversation, dude? I agree. I mean, I think Letang's got to be in the conversation. I mean, Dowdy at fifty one points and a plus twenty four. Uh, Klingberg, uh, 58 points and a plus 22. And a really important reason why Dallas has such a great year. Very, very true. So very true. Um, I can't see how Carlson and Burns are not locks. And then that third spot between Latang and, uh, Yossi Klingberg and Dowdy, um, I think it's a toss up at that point. Mm, I think it's going to be Dowdy. I think people I, has he ever? He hasn't won, has he? He hasn't won yet. I think this might be the year. He's had a really good year, and I think people might put him in, re- whether or not he actually technically has a better year than some of the other players, because it was a really good year for him. And I think people think, ah, it's this tough. Guy, I mean, it's going to be very hard. It. I mean, to, to, I mean, everybody loves a great story, dude. And Chris Letang coming back from having seizures. That's true. And and having sixty-seven points in seventy-one games. That's tough. That's tough. That's going to be really hard to not recognize him yeah i'm Dude. gonna go i'm gonna say it's Latang, burns and carlson okay you think uh you think jumbo has any chance with selkie i'm looking uh, at plus minus right here which is not a great defensive stat but it's one that a lot of people look at um a, a chance yes i mean i think he's got a chance i mean when you look at at 
at some of the other players that are are in here. I mean, I I don't exactly think. Uh, you're, I think Kopitar is a lock. He's always kind right. of a lock. But I think uh, I mean, about, remind the listeners what the qualifications are for this award. It's the de- best defensive forward. So I mean, you're looking at you know Chris Kunitz is not going to get no that uh, Kuznetsov is not on. He's not a plus 27 because of his D. Yeah, that's true. Now, Joe has had kind of a renaissance year on both ends of the ice. I think he's got a chance, man. I think I mean, he's got I think, a chance. I think he's got a chance, you know, to be as productive as he's been. 82 points. He's now a point-a-game player again, and he has the ability to completely shut down somebody on the other end. Kopitar, let's go Jumbo, and uh, just for fun, uh, we're going to say um, Yager. <laughs> you put, y- <laughs> put Yager in there? No, I know. James Neal's got a great plus minus, but I, you know, does, I'm, but I'm sure... the same if, thing. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. If you look at some other advanced stats, I'm sure we'll find somebody sure. else, but yeah. um, no. I don't have those in front of me. But anyway, that's the only other conversation. I don't think Jumbo really has a shot at being in the conversation for MVP. No. I think it's, you know, it's Ovechkin's pretty much a lock. He scored 50 goals. But I think he's, he, I mean, well, this is a tough conversation dude who's the sharks mvp jumbo or burns absolutely jumbo absolutely right. he's just been a monster defensively and just a great season offensively and he's had just he's scored in like every single win he, the sharks have had like right. this entire year right. or something i mean it's it's really you know he doesn't even have 20 goals but there's no doubt he's the best player on the sharks right there's no doubt in my mind can't uh, argue with that and and there's no doubt the reason why pavs had 30 eight goals is because of jumbo and there's no reason there's no doubt in my mind the reason hurdle has flourished into a a very productive offensive player is because of jumbo he's he's the straw that yeah that stirs uh, the drink. He's in, and he's the fourth leading scorer in the nhl dude yeah. you know yeah. what dude i don't know if it's completely off the table i mean i didn't i didn't really realize that he was fourth in the nhl in scoring right i mean carlson if Carlson, is Carlson, it's it's Kane. Kane, yeah, it's Kane. A, I think it's going to be Kane Ovechkin. It's Kane, Ben Crosby, Thornton in points. Huh. Kane one hundred and six, Ben ninety nine, Crosby eighty five, Jumbo eighty two. Wow. Ovechkin seventy one. I mean, he's got fifty goals. Right. I mean, like that's just. It's hard to. That's hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with that. But. You know, I mean, does Joe does Joe trump Jamie Ben? Uh, Joe's twenty five plus twenty five, Ben a plus seven. So even strength, Joe's a better player. Yeah, you know, um, it could be really interesting. I'd be surprised, but but he's going to be in the conversation. He'll be in the conversation. Yeah, good for him, man. Dude, uh, let's, are we gonna do a playoff preview? What do you want to do here? Yeah, let's let's go down the rest of the matchups here, dude. Okay. So let's start in the West. All right, Anaheim, Nashville, dude. Anaheim, Nashville. I've no remind listeners who's got who. I've got the Ducks. Yeah. Mike's got the Preds. Yep. So this is an important series, yep. not just for the Sharks, but for Vegas. Yes, for Vegas. For Vegas. Um, as the Ducks team holder, I am nervous. You're nervous, nervous about the. Preds. I am nervous about this matchup because. That the Ducks also are missing some important players. They have some defensemen that are injured. Uh, they are missing David Perron. They are oh, without yeah. their top goalie in mm-hmm. John Gibson. There's a big difference statistically this year between Gibson and Anderson. 
And given the struggles of the Ducks yeah. and Bruce Boudreau, I think this could be this could be bad. The end of the Ducks in round one and could spell the beginning of the Claude Julian era in Anaheim. And I'm calling it right now, dude. Really? I'm calling You're picking it, against your own team. I am. Oh, I'm just I'm trying to be honest. I think the Ducks are going to lose in the first round in Nashville and Boudreaux will be fired. <laughs> wow. That is my prediction, dude. Wow. Okay. Obviously, uh, we all think that uh, the Sharks are going to beat LA, so we'll, we'll gloss over that. Uh, the other matchup is... Uh, let's see. What do we have? Dallas versus Minnesota. Yes, you have Dallas. I have Minnesota. This could be a, a straight up sweep. I I am so surprised that I actually got something right. I distinctly remember saying something smart at the beginning of the season, which rarely happens. <laughs> uh, and I said Dallas is my my you know my wild card team, right. my team that I think could surprise people. And boy, have they surprised people. I don't think anybody picked them to win that division, a division with St. Louis and Chicago in it. Uh, they, they won the division and, you know, through, with some really elite offensive talent. Yes. Um, and some mediocre goaltending. So, uh. Yeah. I, I, I question whether they can get out of the second round, but I think that they will walk right past Minnesota that while they surged after getting their new coach, uh, they are not fit to to take out Dallas. I just don't think they can they can hang with them. They don't have the offensive firepower to to stay with them. Right. And I I think that's going to be a five game series. Dallas and five. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Although I'm a little worried because they are a very good offensive team, and uh, I'm not so. But they have given up a significant number of goals, and usually in the in the playoffs, you see these these games getting a little bit tighter, right? And maybe they're I don't know if they're going to be able to score at the same clip. You know, yeah. they, they do have top end guys, but they're going to be much more keyed upon. There's going to be a lot more contact with those top offensive players, Sagan and Ben. I don't. I am. I'm not saying they're going to lose the series, but I'm saying it. This one might be a little bit closer than you think. I mean, Gary, they're going to see Suter, Ryan Suter, every time those guys are on the ice. That's true. They're yeah, gonna, they're going to be looking down the barrel. Of I don't Ryan think it's going to matter. I mean, Minnesota just crawled into the playoffs they lost five straight I mean, yeah they, they're not in a good spot to be going toe-to-toe with dallas so dude i'm i'm gonna stick with with your pick all right on dallas. and st louis and chicago dude well i mean dude I mean, i'm, I'm I, a little worried about chicago i'm not worried because they're missing duncan keith for the first game because nobody cares but i i'm I a little just, worried because they they didn't they win like 18 straight or something they they went on some huge run right, in the middle of the right. year and i think i read somewhere this week that they're like a 500 club since then well, that really you know that sort of would sure. scare me if i were a blackhawks fan and and this is not the same team that won last year like we talked about the kings i mean you're missing some very important players sod and sharp but, and, and others but they seem to always just reload and but, they got andrew ladd yeah. And they got Andrew Ladd, yeah. you know, they, they got Dale Weiss, you know, they, they traded for some of these other uh, players that are making contributions, Anisimov, um, they got that rookie who's come over from overseas, that's played, Panarin. yeah, play, played incredibly well this he year. He might win the Calder. So, you know, how are they going to perform on the playoff level when you've basically got the same core... You know, they're gonna, and, they're and St. Beat Louis, the hell out of St. I mean, well, St. Louis just has no history. Yeah, yeah. And I'm calling it right now the Claude Julian era in St. Louis 
will begin <laughs> after this year. Uh, so Hitchcock and Boudreaux could both be bounced out of a job after the first round. Dude. I think it definitely could happen. Um, I think I don't think I think Chicago in five. Yeah, yeah. If it goes I, six, maybe. I just I don't have any confidence in St. Louis. I just don't. No. I, I, do, I don't have any confidence that they can deliver in the playoffs because they never have. Right. So, and um, there's no reason to think that this team this year is any different. No, there's no reason. No, there's no reason to think that. It's not like well, now they have no they, something. Yeah, they they don't. There's there's nothing different. So, uh, I think I'll take Chicago. I don't know if I'm going to go five. I think I'll say six. Okay. In the East, dude, uh, we have uh, we're not going to talk about the Caps because we know they're going to win their first series. So yeah, Caps no, play Philly? Flyers. Yeah, I have Philly. both those teams. Yeah, so Philly, okay. Philly managed to get in. Otherwise, it would have been Boston. I was a little sad Boston didn't get in, but then I realized Boston will be playing the Caps, which means that they get crushed anyway. So it doesn't really matter who that team is. Whoever plays plays the Caps is going to get beaten into a pulp. Uh, so there's not much to say about that. The other top seed is Florida which is surprising in the Atlantic division. Uh, they're going to play the Islanders, which could be an interesting series. I think I have the Islanders and you have Florida. So um, I'm not saying I'm optimistic, you know, with the Islanders, but, you know, they got good players. You know, it's like oh, I, there's nothing about the Islanders. They did like almost exactly what I thought they do this year. And so Florida is sort of a bit of a surprise with yeah, a lot of young talent. I think the Islanders have some injury issues coming into this series, and um, I'm blanking on the name of, of the defenseman who's been wanting to be traded. Harmonic. Uh, but he, I believe he's out. Um, you know, so listener just posted that the, the, the Cats, Florida, are their sleeper pick. And the East, you know, I, I think that either team that comes out of this matchup has a good chance of making it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I like both teams. I'll just go with Florida just because uh, they've got home ice, and I think that they're probably a little bit deeper and a little bit stronger. Yep, and Pittsburgh versus New York will probably be the best series of the first oh, round Oh, there's the no East. question about that. Yeah, and you know Pittsburgh's done well uh, in the last 10. They, they've been playing well. Their best players are playing well again. I have Pittsburgh. I actually... I, I have know, the Rangers. And you have the Rangers, so... It's a pretty that, important matchup, that's a, actually. That's going to be a tough... That's going to be a really tough series to pick, I think. With Pittsburgh have home ice, I might give the edge slightly to Pittsburgh, but they've always sort of had a little bit of defense and goaltending trouble. And I don't know, New York, they, they're probably better defensively, although I know, I know uh, Ryan McDonough is like the media's favorite whipping boy these days. Or no, it's Dan Girardi, excuse right, me. Right. They loved it. People love to hate Dan Girardi these days. So um, That's I a guess, seven-game series. That's a seven-game series. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. because I'm going to take the Rangers. Of course you are. Dude, uh, Detroit and Tampa just got a little bit more interesting because Pavel Datsuk announced that he's going back to Russia right. after this season. Kind of so, douchey, say that, don't <laughs> well, you think? Well, yeah, I guess so. You know, No reason to have to share that with everybody. Right, because everybody in the locker room is going to say, what's it going to be like to have Datsuk <laughs> going next year? It's like, so does this give the Red Wings a bit of a bump? I don't know if it does. It, I guess it could, but... It's going to put so much like media spotlight on this, you know, guy, obviously a Hall of Fame player, certainly one of the most talented players of this generation uh, and him going back to Russia. That's just I don't know. I mean, it's a veteran team, so they can probably handle it. But that might have been something he should have probably kept to himself or maybe kept it within his teammates and said, OK, you know, don't mention it. But I'm this is probably my last year. Maybe try to motivate people internally that way as opposed to 
having it this headline that's going to follow the team around for the entire playoffs. I'm not, I'm not at all convinced it's definitely going to help them. I think it is going to help them. I think emotionally they will carry themselves out of the first round and then they will lose to Florida. But that is, uh, if Stamkos was playing for Tampa, I would pick Tampa, but I think uh, that weakens them enough oh, yeah. to make Detroit um, a little bit of an underdog situation here and that they will find a way to get out of you really think this that, first round. See, I kind of see it the other way. I think without Stamkos, Tampa Bay could be seen as the underdog here. No. With no with no Stamkos and this whole Datsuk thing? No. They're all going to win it for, for Datsuk? I, you don't think t- people are going to pick Detroit in this series? No. I think a lot of people are going to pick Detroit in this series. Well, really? I, I just picked Detroit. Uh, you did. I know. And I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. That's, that's right. Round. Someone just threw out Tyler Johnson is out. As well, so uh, Tampa's host, dude. Yeah, host. I'm just hoping they might find a way to win. But all right, dude. Well, we've run down all the series here, dude. We don't know when the Sharks are starting, but we know they're playing the Kings, and they know they'll start in La La Land. So we'll be back after the first two games. Yeah. Um, to recap, uh, the first two games on the road, and we'll talk to you before Game Three, dude. I think we can we can handle that, dude. Absolutely, dude. Let's go, Sharks. Let's hope this is a long and successful playoff run. Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. Go, Sharks. Go, Sharks. Nicely done, dude. Thanks, dude. All right. Hold on. We had to block somebody on Periscope today. Did I block somebody? I did. I don't remember, but this guy, person was... Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.